0: It's not because I'm a sports neophyte that I have no idea how I'm supposed to explain how the selection committee decides that IU needs to be a play-in. I, 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 I can't. It's not because of that. It's because, well, in as far as I'm concerned, it's inexplicable. IU comes back down from 17 to beat Michigan. They beat Illinois, and if it wasn't for the most ridiculous three-point shot from Iowa, which ended up taking uh, the Big Ten, if it wasn't for the most ridiculous three-point shot, at least we would have gone to overtime on that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, find everything at TonyKatz.com. But now IU, the 12 seed, has to play Wyoming in order to figure out who gets to move forward jmv joins us right now from 107.5 93.5 the fan 3 to 6 p.m um we got to talk purdue and we got to talk notre dame as, as well but first things first uh over the last three days four days iu played themselves into this tournament correct
1: They did. There's no question about that. Big Ten Conference Tournament. Basically, Tony, a game, uh, probably two and a half games, I think they played themselves into this. Say that again? About two and a half games. They played themselves into this. Illinois, um, half of Michigan, and then obviously it would have helped had they beaten Iowa. Does that make sense to you? About two and a half no. games because they got All down right. seventeen against Michigan and uh, they were basically done. So I gave that half a game, and All then right, you go I'll Illinois, you. And then you go Iowa. Yeah,
0: I didn't know which half of the game you are yeah, talking yeah, about. Whether it well, was that, I was, I was going to explain it to you. So yes. So this, this playing compared to
1: some of the other teams that just get in. Um, this makes sense to you it, it does in a way and here's why now the NCAA tournament committee will maneuver because when I bring up, listen, it should be a lot more about how you're playing right now because that's, Tony, what we want to see. We want to see the most uh, inviting matchups possible. And it does and should, I think, come more down to how you're playing right now. And clearly, in those two and a half games that I'm talking about, IU has been playing well compared to what example they were doing in December. But when I say that, then the committee will double back and go well, you know, it's your body of work. And, well, you know, it's what happened in December. And to me, that should not matter as much as what IU has accomplished in this past week. I mean, they were not even a thought, really, as being in the tournament, played themselves into it. And and honestly, I think that this is going to be a good thing for them, and here's why. At least playing tomorrow is going to be a good thing for them. This is a team that found something, found some mojo, found themselves a little bit, something they really didn't have collectively for a long period, of time during the course of the season so I don't think it's a bad thing that you have to go on Tuesday night at nine o'clock and play in Dayton a Wyoming team that's been backpedaling you know since basically that same mark of December this season the problem I'm going to have is on the back end of this let's just say Tony IU wins then you have to jet somehow get from Dayton All the way to Portland, which is probably going to be like trains, planes, and automobiles to get there. And then you have to play coming up on Thursday in Portland. That's the part I don't quite get as much as anything else. But again, you put yourself in that position. Now you're playing with the hand that you kind of doubt you were given. And this IU team, I think, is just keep playing basketball. Keep playing basketball. The team members don't care about any of this stuff. I think it's more the media folks.
0: Talking to JMV from 107.593.5. Uh, the, the fan. Uh, there is, there is the opportunity. Um, for a couple things to happen when we take a look at, at the uh, at the East there in this uh, bracket selection. Uh, first, uh, you have a chance, possibly, to see IU against Purdue, which people would love to see. I think it's going to be a very difficult thing to happen. It's easier to see Purdue against uh, Kentucky. Purdue, the three seed uh, in the East, Kentucky the two seed in the East. Where do you see Purdue's chances?
1: I, well, I like, I like Purdue, certainly against Yale, and then we'll see. They'll get the winner of Texas in Virginia Tech, and you can break it down this way. Texas has been all over the map. First-year head coach Chris Beard, who has history in beating the Boilermakers as a head coach in the past, whether you're talking about Little Rock or Texas Tech, and that brings back bad memories for Boilermaker fans, certainly. So Chris Beard, if Texas makes it, Virginia Tech's a little bit different because the ACC normally is one of the best conferences in college basketball. This season, it has not been whatsoever. Virginia Tech is hot, they win the ACC Conference Tournament. So they come in incredibly hot, but a beatable team. And this is, to me, a bracket that Purdue has to own. And here's what I'm talking about with the Boilermakers, and this is what is really frightening for Boilermaker fans. Yesterday you saw a bunch of reasons as to why you don't believe they can at least reach the Elite Eight. You expect them to get to the second weekend, but the Elite Eight or further is what people, Boilermaker fans, expect. Turning the ball over, bad defense, bad decision making, that's going to get you beat and going to put this Boilermaker fan base back to a point where there always might be when the expectations are high their basketball team does not perform to that level so they're going to have to get over what took place yesterday against Iowa and then focus on the expectations they have a fantastic team with a lot of depth but they have not been good with the basketball and their defense has not been good either both of those things have to change beginning later on this week
0: and then, of course, Notre Dame is playing in as, as well. They have to take on Rutgers to figure out uh, their future. How come no one cares about Notre Dame basketball at all?
1: Well, they don't care up there, so I don't know why we would care. <laughs> You know what I mean? They don't care up there about it uh, because it's Notre Dame basketball. I think that when Digger Phelps was the head coach up there and they had a great deal of success, there certainly was a a larger number of folks that really do care. But, yeah, I mean, it's been few and far between for them. Mike Bray's been there forever. Um, They had, I think, maybe five or six years ago a nice run in the NCAA tournament when Pat Connaughton was a part of that particular team. But it's it's really tough to get the fan base inspired about Notre Dame basketball up there and honestly you look at the the reason why Tony they're in the play-in game is well, obviously their, their ACC tournament performance is one. They did not have a good pre-conference schedule and the ACC has just as I mentioned a little bit earlier not been good this season so that's where they find themselves. Both IU and Notre Dame were basically on the brink. What's funny going back to IU Tony is we thought maybe if you beat Michigan last week that they're in. Not only were they not in when they beat Michigan but you had to get in by virtue of knocking out the one seed Illinois in that quarterfinal round matchup. So it took two wins for IU to get in. And I think they barely got in at that. Before
0: I, I, I let you go, talking to Jam V from seven five ninety three five, the fan right here in Indianapolis. Um, are we making predictions uh, of, of who takes this whole thing?
1: Well, I think I've gone. My kid has been a Gonzaga fan, and this is true, for the better part of 10 years. And he goes with the Gonzaga about every year. If not this year, I don't know when. Here's the great matchup I think you can get at the tail end of this thing, and that's Gonzaga and Arizona. Maybe not a lot of people, Tony, have paid attention. Gonzaga now, historically speaking, of the past decade, has always been there. They're trying to break through for a national title for the first time. They do have skilled position players, and there's no doubt. What worries me is their guard play. Their guard play always is susceptible to a better guard tandem, and we saw that a year ago against Baylor. Davion Mitchell and that group, so good against Gonzaga, took them out of their game immediately. So that could happen to them, but I expect them to at least get to the final four and challenge of the title game. you got former Gonzaga longtime assistant Tommy Lloyd in his first year with Arizona. Arizona has been fantastic getting over what sean miller left behind there but they are a fantastic team and that may very well be what you see for a national title you'll get to see mentor and former assistant coach and two really talented teams i think those two teams are the best in the field of this particular ncaa tournament
0: now before i let you go yeah tom brady's coming back (laughs) you knew he would you Um, knew he would I'm trying to compare this to like the great
1: short retirements that that may have ever taken place any boxer, in the history of well any anything. boxer right what? any any boxer any boxer out there that said this is my last fight and then you know gets a, a payday and moves forward right right, right? well let, let's compare him to Jake Paul
0: uh, here's, the, <laughs> yeah. here's the here's the here's the 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 question why is he coming back why did he ever announce his retirement and now what does this do to the uh, Paracel of quarterbacks that we
1: don't Have here in Indianapolis well it's funny Let's talk about it from this standpoint Tony I love it and here's why because We used to have a quarterback around Here that cared more about architecture Than he did about playing Football being quarterback um, And then I think folks around Here Colts fans are still kind of Settling into the brunt of That two, two weeks until the start Of the season retirement brought on to this Team moving forward Tom Brady loves The game I have a great deal of admiration for somebody that is in their 40s and still wants to play you have that drive to want to play but there's two things, two components at work here, Tony. One is that you want to play. We all want to play. I mean, hell, you want to play. Ari wants to play. I want to play. But to still be able to play at that level and have the desire to go back out there when you have accomplished more than anybody ever, I have a great deal of admiration for that. And what you bring up regarding the possible dominoes, you know, Tampa Bay was going to be in the mix for these quarterbacks, and who knows? Now Deshaun Watson is still out there. Deshaun Watson could have possibly ended up in Tampa Bay. He's not going to end up in Indy but what if Josh McDaniels decides that Derek Carr is not the guy in Vegas they decided to make a play for Deshaun Watson might that loosen something up around here probably not Tony just be prepared Gardner Minshew is going to be the starting quarterback here in Indy in 2022 honestly I'm fine with that are you really Oh God! Well, oh, I think that sucks really bad. But whatever. Napoleon I don't Dynamite. Know what you're gonna do. Just the just the memes alone. <laughs> yeah. Just get ready. You're going to be completely under It's Like this seventy nine and a half million dollars of salary cap space, right? And hey, let's go out and it's a spending spree. It's like you're on the prices Right or something. They'll handle that like they normally do. Like they're out there buying a pair of tracks from Kmart on a blue light special. Tony, that's exactly what's going to happen. You watch. There is
0: no quarterback to get. No, And there is is no quarterback to get So I don't know what it is you're yelling at me about There's no <laughs> quarterback to get So if it's Carter Mishnu for a season
1: It's a lost season This is what it seems to me But that's not that what they saying. promise you Tony They haven't promised people that around here Multiple Lombardis win right now You got a running back that had a Historic season for running backs A year ago You're just wasting him You're going to pay your left guard $20.5 million per to be a left guard. You've got a linebacker that's one of the best, defensively speaking. You're supposed to have a defense that's ready right now. Everything's ready right now except for the positions, especially quarterback, in which are essential for you to be the absolute best. And the Colts are kind of hosed, as you mentioned, in that capacity, no doubt. That's Jam V from
0: seven five. The Fan. You hear him from 3 to 6 p.m. I appreciate you taking the time. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.